In today's episode of LDL Letters, we have a wonderful letter titled, From Asshole to Ally. (laughs) Yeah. Fantastic, right? This comes from Glenn, who we met at the Protect Every Child rally. Yeah, and as I recall, we sort of um, coerced him into reading a letter. We we shamed him. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we letter shamed him because he hadn't written in yet. We were like, uh, write the damn letter. Yeah. Write the damn letter. (laughs) Um, So yeah, stay tuned. Here it is. Hey everybody, I'm Mary. And I'm Shelly. And this is episode 19 of LDL Letters, the Latter-day Lesbian Midweek Mail Podcast. That's us. <laughs> That's the one. Can I just, before we start reading, tell the world that I am exhausted. Had okay. the kids over to make pretzels. Yep, I made pretzels. And jack-o'-lanterns. Sure, mm-hmm. did all that. After we went and picked out the pumpkins, we had to go shopping for the pumpkins. So this is funny. There's like a, a lawn and garden, whatever place across the street that from where we live. That is super handy, by the way. Yeah. But I decided that we would walk over with the kids and they would pick their pumpkin and we would walk back. So I would, I told them, you can only pick a pumpkin as big as you want to carry all the way back to the house. Mm-hmm. Of course, they were all on board. We get there and Philip picks this huge freaking 20-something mm-hmm. pound pumpkin. Everybody else picks pumpkins that are smallish that they can carry Uh and they knew that uh they could carve yeah so needless to say one of the older boys the 17 year old ended up having to carry philip's pumpkin because his legs were gonna break according to him Mm -hmm. and you ended up cleaning out a lot of it and actually carving most (laughs) of it for Mm -hmm. him Mm -hmm. i mean have you guys noticed this how it is you have this idea of like pumpkin carving yay and you get all the shit and you set it all up and then the kids are bored in three seconds (laughs) they want to do other stuff yeah they're like i can't follow the lines or i can't get it cut or i'm blah 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 and then you're just sitting there cutting pumpkins while they go play on their xbox or PlayStation 4. Oh, that is what we have. So <laughs> anyway, it feels good to sit in quiet, just mm-hmm. you and I. Not that I don't love and cherish my children, but they are loud. Um, so it's nice to just sit. <laughs> ah, there you go. And this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. So if you are looking for online counseling services, choose BetterHelp. We have a special code with them mm. for a discount on, I believe, one month services. Okay. And it's betterhelp.com slash LDL. We could all use a little help, a little better help. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just a little shout out to our partner, betterhelp.com. Right on. Slash LDL. That's the (laughs) specific URL for us. Got it. Okay. Shall we get into the letter? Yeah, let's do it. So this letter, like I said in the opening, was from Gary. Did I get that name right again? Nope. Nope, not you, Gary. Gary hasn't written it. Glenn. <laughs> Glenn B. <laughs> Thanks, Glenn B. And Gary, write your fucking letter already. All right, Glenn B. Here we go. Okay. Hi, Mary and Shelley. Hi, Glenn B. Hi, Glenn B. It was great meeting you at the Protect Every Child rally in Salt Lake City a few weeks ago. I can't remember exactly how I stumbled across your podcast. I would say it's a tender mercy. <laughs> for but sure. I, for sure. But I've been listening for about six months now, and I absolutely love it. Right. And thank you two are hilarious. Oh, so right. We. Yeah. <laughs> we say modestly. And as promised, here's the letter I told you I would write. And I'm going to insert after we shamed you. <laughs> <laughs> letter shaming is a real thing. My letter is a little different from most of the other letters I've heard you read in previous episodes. You see, I'm a man in my mid-40s, straight, Married and a father of four. 
one of our straight man listeners. Wow. I love them. That's awesome. Aw. Thanks, Glenn. As far as I know, none of my children are gay. In fact, no one in my immediate family is gay either. That's why this letter might be a little bit different. I was born in small town Utah, raised in the LDS church, and I checked off all the typical milestones that a Mormon boy normally would. I was baptized at eight, served a mission at 19, went to and graduated from BYU, married in the temple, and had four kids. Politically, I identified as a hardcore conservative. I watched Fox News. I even recorded my favorite segments daily. I listened wow. to Hannity, Limbaugh, and all the rest. <laughs> okay. He was in. Yeah, he was doing it. I was raised in a culture where being gay would have been worse than anything. Yeah. When I was in grade school, I had a best friend, and we played and hung out together all the time, almost every day for years. As we got a little older and entered middle school, due to my friend's unique personality characteristics, the other boys in my grade started saying that maybe he was gay and used gay slurs behind his back. Of course they did. Of course they did, jackasses. <laughs> I personally did not believe he was gay, and he had never said or done anything to me that might have indicated he was. However, because I was so terrified of being known as the friend of the gay kid and that others might think I was also gay, I distanced myself from my friend of many years and began to hang out with other kids. No, that's a shame. That is a shame. Yeah. It's hard when you're a child to stand up for what's right when you know then you will be the target. Yeah, nobody wants that. Mm -mm. I was never accepting or understanding of gay people, and it probably comes as no surprise that I never actually knew anyone who was gay. I viewed being gay as an abomination. Or he didn't know anyone who admitted to being yeah. gay. Clearly, um, as watching Fox News and recording his favorite segments, you, you were not a safe place, Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Uh -huh. I viewed it as wrong. I viewed it as some sort of mental illness. As I continued in life, I married my sweetheart. And as we started our family, we moved to Las Vegas for my job. I started going to strip clubs. I'm just kidding that. I, I put that part in, Glenn. She Sorry. Meant you started to cruise the strip. That's different. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. Back in the early 2000s, <laughs> even before the big Prop 8 issue in California, there was a push in Nevada to amend the Nevada state constitution to define marriage as only between a man and a woman. This was put to ballot for the people to decide. In church, we were read a letter from the pulpit in which we, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, were highly encouraged to register to vote and to vote in favor of amending the state constitution in favor of traditional marriage. Yeah. Isn't that funny how the church is like, we don't get involved in politics. Bullshit. You're reading from the pulpit. <laughs> hey, y'all, do this. Yeah. Well, you know, the church contradicts itself all the time. No. Imagine. Yes, I know. <laughs> Not only that, our church asked us to canvas neighborhoods, asking people to register to vote and to encourage them to vote in favor of the ballot initiative. Yeah, not political at all. No, not at uh -uh. all. No, they stay, they out, stay of out of that. Yeah, yep, for sure. Buttholes. <laughs> My wife and I volunteered for a route. You say route or route, Mary? Um, I think I used to say route, but now I say route. How do you say when you deliver papers? Route. Do I have to say the whole phrase? No, I was going to add a paper route. I say route, too. I you just do. had to say it. Paper oh. route. Okay. Little side. Um, Sidebar? Okay. Well, then my wife and I volunteered for a route. Okay. And we were given a map of an entire neighborhood, not our own neighborhood, to knock doors and encourage people to get out and vote for traditional marriage. I, no words. My <laughs> ex-in-laws did the same shit in California. They went out, canvassed the area. Um, my fa 
father-in-law, my ex-father-in-law, was kind of a gay hater, like for real, a gay hater. So the church says they stay out of political stuff until it's a morality issue. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that's how they tell themselves it's okay. Okay. Stupid. As our little family grew, once as I was sitting talking to my wife about our children and I mentioned how upset I would be if I were to ever find out my firstborn son was gay. Why just the firstborn? Okay. In fact, I even said that if he were to tell us he was gay when he was older, I would likely kick him out of the house. Oh. Then he says, yeah, that was me, a total asshole. Wow. It takes a lot to admit to that. For sure. You asshole, Glenn. (laughs) Past Glenn. Past past hole. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. Thanks, baby. And this is not from Gary, by the way. Did I say Gary again? No, No, this is Glenn. Gary hasn't written yet. Glenn. Maybe it's, did you ever see that movie, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross? No, no, I'm never no, gonna I remember the name. Yeah, <laughs> Glenn. This is Glenn. Glenn. Glenn was the past hole. <laughs> right, past <Okay>. hole. <laughs> I don't believe my wife was ever as anti-gay as I was. In fact, I don't ever believe she was anti-gay at all. She once said how she severely regretted participating in the neighborhood canvassing in Nevada. We frequently debated and disagreed about homosexuality. She was much more tolerant and understanding, and I was a hard-nosed asshole, insisting how it was wrong and unnatural. Mm. It was such a common uh, Oh, for sure. He wasn't alone. Yeah, like, none of this shocks me. This is just, like, your typical conservative Mormon attitude uh, in the 90s. 2000s, whatever, yeah. I mean, lots of gay people felt like that Mm -hmm. about themselves. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, our second child, a girl, proved from a young age to be very open-minded and much more accepting of social differences than I was. I once told my wife that one of my greatest fears was that she would someday turn out to be... A Democrat. No, a Democrat. (laughs) A Democrat. (laughs) Oh, man. No, not that. I felt the same way, though. I was an asshole. Yeah. Back in 2015, she was a young teenager, about 15 years old. This was just before the U.S. Supreme Court struck down all bans on same-sex marriage, effectively legalizing same-sex marriage nationwide. Before the court had issued that ruling, one day I was with her in the car, and I asked her what her opinion was on same-sex marriage. I already knew she was not opposed to it because she was a very liberal-minded girl. I was using this as an opportunity to push my views on her. Oh, wow. As expected, she answered that she felt like people should be able to marry whoever they loved, regardless of it being a man or a woman. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, yeah, she was not an asshole, but Glenn, asshole Glenn, (laughs) responded with... Past hole. Past hole, yeah. (laughs) I took the opportunity to get on my high horse and essentially tell her that her opinion was was wrong. Oh, wow. This girl, like, being brave enough to go against her father, and instead of being like, huh, that's interesting. Thanks for being honest. Thanks for opening up, having an actual conversation. Instead, he's going to tell her that her opinion is wrong, because God's on his side. Well, he was raised a Mormon man, and the Mormon church gets to tell people when they're right or wrong all the time. That's true. That's what you learn. I told her that God never intended it to be that way. No Adam and Steve. No. Jesus. (laughs) That the family proclamation... Oh, we haven't gone over that yet. No. Mm -mm. That the family proclamation states that marriage should only be between a man and a woman. That our church leaders had declared same-sex marriage to be sinful and that society had devolved into a wicked state that was perverting the ways of God. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, again, none of this is surprising. This was the attitude. Yep, sure was. Especially when the family proclamation came out. Good God. Yeah, what was the—well, that's a whole other thing, the family proclamation. The family proclamation, in essence, says that you were male or female before you were born. 
doesn't change. You've always been that way. And that marriage is between a man and a woman, and that's God's plan. Man and woman procreate. Huh. Yeah. Uh, ready? After same-sex marriage was finally legalized, one of my co-workers at work, an openly gay woman, and her partner decided to get married. Before their wedding, our team held a little party for her in a conference room. They had a cake and invited her partner to come and enjoy the little celebration. Rather than participate, I stayed at my cubicle and just worked. Although I liked her as a person, I refused to celebrate their wedding, and I considered that my participation would constitute acceptance, which I could not do. Mm. Again, that was me, a total asshole. Wow, Glenn. I wonder if it was hard for him to write this letter. You know... I think for me, admitting that I was a douche is hard, but it's also very cleansing. It's also very much a relief to see where I am now. Not that I'm perfect, but that I'm not a bigot anymore. Yeah. I'm not homophobic anymore. I mean, I am a homo, so there you go. <laughs> there are homos who are homophobic, for sure. Really? Oh, yeah, I guess you're yeah, right. Well, I'm not a homophobic. A self-hater. I'm not a homophobic. Yeah. Homo. Lots of people think that they're <clears throat> awful for being who they are. Yeah. They try to hide it and change it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? I feel like when people are brave enough to admit how horrible they were, that shows a lot of strength. And for sure. more people need to hear this because it's the same thing as when people tell their stories of, of healing or whatever it is. It kind of gets people to want to talk about it more. Yeah. I would love for people to be able to talk more about how they used to be and to apologize. It really does feel good. It yeah. really does help. Mm-hmm. And people can change. Yeah. They absolutely can. When he was talking about staying in the cubicle while um, his coworker was celebrated for her wedding to another woman, it just reminded me of something that I think my mother would have done. Yeah. She's already indicated pretty much. She hasn't come right out and said it, but... She said something, and I wish I could remember exactly what it was, but it indicated to me that she would not go to my wedding. You know, I was going to pose that question. If someday we were to get married, which of our families would show and which would not? Yeah, good question. I think my parents would come. You think? I do. For sure, my oldest brother would come and his wife. Yeah, I think so. Um, Possibly my second brother, and I'm only saying possibly— my third brother, no. His no. wife, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't have any grandparents. I have cousins that would come and cousins that wouldn't. Mm-hmm. On your side of the family, your extended family would come oh, for they'd sure. All come. My They're, sisters I would love come. Them. Your extended family like tried to get us to get married when we were <laughs> all at. Um, oh yeah, my Josh cousin and- Jessica's wedding. Yeah. So they were trying to get us married. Like a the double weekend, wedding. Yeah, the weekend of Josh <laughs> and Jessica's wedding. Uh huh. Um, I know. It's sad to me. Not surprising, but it's sad to me that your mom wouldn't come because it's kind of like, you're old and this is your- <laughs> Did you just call me old? I did. Sure shit did. And then I paused and I'm like, no, she is kind of old. Oh, um, for getting married for the first time is what I mean. So this uh-huh. is it's not like your seventh wedding. Maybe your I'm mom's, just choosy. You are choosy. <laughs> Maybe if it was like your seventh wedding, your mom's just rolling her eyes like, there's Mary getting married to some girl again. But uh-huh. you'd think that this would mean something to her that- of all the girls that you've been with and that... To like all the girls I've loved, loved before. before. Um, <laughs> that she would think, oh, well, Mary's really settled and loves this person and I want to celebrate that. But I don't know. Maybe Have she, you met her? Uh, yeah, I know. I'm just <laughs> wishful thinking. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. You, you never know. Yeah. You never know. Anywho. Anywho. Sorry, a little sidetrack. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then came May of 2016 and everything began to change. Hmm. Everything. Ooh, you know what? Hold that thought. I am so curious now 
I want to hear what's changing. I mean, everything. But let's go to a commercial break and but then... Let's pay some bills. Find out what changed when we get back. Let's do it. We're back. Hello. I'm so curious. Everything changed in May of what now? 2016. And he says everything twice. Wow. Then came May of 2016 and everything began to change. Everything. everything. Okay, oh Glenn. God, I love I'm on Glenn. pins and needles. All right, here we go. <laughs> That's my favorite expression. I came across some websites and podcasts that cast some doubt as to what I had always considered the absolute truthfulness of the LDS church. Intrigued, over a period of several weeks, I began a deep dive into LDS history and doctrine. What I found was disturbing. Mm, Uh mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you start doing some research and uh, look into that stuff. Stay away from that ex-Mormon shit, like, you know, history. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> history don't, and facts. Don't look yeah. into the actual history of no, the Mormon church. Mm-mm. It was disturbing because so much of what I had been taught my entire life was, in many instances, contradicted. Yeah. Many things I held to be true were, in fact, not. He was starting to think. It's yeah. all fake. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Many things I had considered lies about the church and its leaders I found to be, in fact, true. Oh. So shit that he thought was true turned out to be false, and shit that he thought were lies made up about the church actually really did happen. Interesting. Mm-hmm. His shelf was breaking. Mm-hmm. Get some duct tape out. Mm, not enough duct tape in the world. Okay. I won't go into the deep story of my faith crisis, but I think it's enough to say that my faith in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints came crashing down in a giant burning heap. Wow, yeah. big. My entire world revolved around the Mormon church. All my family are faithful members, as are all my wife's family. Most of the people I work with are active LDS and frequently talk about church in our workplace. I had lived in the same neighborhood in a suburb of Salt Lake City for 10 years. Most of my neighbors are active in the church. I was currently in the Sunday school presidency and had been a primary teacher and scout leader several times. We were one of those families, you know, the ones that showed up to most everything. The service projects, the church parties, Saturday church cleanings, etc. My oldest son was only four months away from leaving for his mission. Wow. He's one of those families. That's the family that I was, too. Yeah. Brent and I, it was like, oh yeah, we did all the shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With what I had just learned, I felt lost. I felt alone. I felt sick. Oh. I was scared. I had a secret. I had a scary secret. Oh, My wow. secret, yeah. Well, this is like... His entire world is is uh-huh. a lie. Yeah, and, and it's then, not like you can just tell your friends, like you know, I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not out. gonna go to book club anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, he had the secret, mm-hmm. and he couldn't tell anybody mm-hmm. because everybody in his world was immersed in this stuff. Yeah, and it's not something that you're just allowed to say, "Hey, guys, it's not for me anymore." You, right? you don't get to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. My secret could possibly cost me my marriage. Oh, yeah. My secret could alienate me from friends. My secret would definitely cause my church friends and neighbors to distance themselves from me. My secret could possibly affect my job. Oh, really? Oh, true story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People have been fired when they've quit the church. Oh, my God. Yep. My secret could cause a lot of hurt feelings and pain in my family. Should I tell my secret or should I just hunker down and deal with it, pretending that everything was normal? Would my parents understand? Would my siblings and even my own children completely reject me? You know, that's wow. one thing I didn't have to worry about because my kids were young enough. Mm-hmm. You know, the oldest was 15 and he didn't give a shit about, shit about the church. But imagine he's got a kid who's preparing to go on a mission. Like, he's this kid is all in. He's yeah, like, right. going to serve the Lord, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, would my own wife understand would she reject me? Wow. These are a lot of That's things to deal with. That's a lot to, to take with. on. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Oof. Sorry, Glenn. 
The uncertainty and fear were crippling to me. This was a big deal. I had never encountered an issue this deep, this significant, one that could absolutely change every aspect of my life. I was terrified. Oh, man. God, Glenn. I'm going to hug him harder next time I, know, I see him. for sure. It was during that time that I had a moment of clarity. It was as if a light had clicked on in my head. I had the thought, oh my God, this must be what it's like to be gay. Oh, wow. Yeah, he put that together. Wow. I realized that all of my fears, fear of rejection from loved ones, fear of reprisals in the workplace, fear of losing friendships, fear of losing my reputation, all the fears I was experiencing were likely the same things that someone who is gay, someone who is secretly hiding in the closet, must feel like in a culture and society that is not accepting or tolerant of them. What a terrible way to have to live. Wow. That's pretty impressive. That's amazing. Yeah. Because he's having, like his life is about to crumble. Yeah. It could anyway. But he somehow has this compassion to recognize, oh my God, this entire group of people that I have been hating on, yeah. they feel like this all the time. Because it's so similar. I mean, he basically had to be in the closet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like swallowing the red matrix pill again. Yeah. Like he's the only one that saw reality. Mm-hmm. And the question is, well, what do I do? Do I live this lie or do I live my truth and face the consequences? Yeah, gay people and trans people, LGBTQ plus people have to go through this all the time. Or at least go through this in a big way initially yeah, yeah. and in little ways down the road. I mean, yeah. it, it almost never stops. Yeah. Glenn, that's, so, I don't want to say big of you, but yeah, that's so big of you yeah. too. Why don't you want to say that? Okay, that's so big of you. <laughs> um, to look outside of your own pain and, and fear and recognize that another group of people go through this all the time. Yeah. Yeah, Glenn, you're a badass. You're no longer an asshole. <laughs> There's more to read. Okay. I believe that my entire life regarding the LGBTQ community, I was simply parroting the teachings I had always been taught in my church. Dude, me too. Seriously, you know me as a human being at this point. And Were you not one before? I, I wasn't. Um, But you know my heart, right? Mm -hmm. Can you even imagine me being like a hateful, I hate gays kind of person? Like gays are ruining the world. That's just not me. And you were like that? Completely. I can't even imagine what I had heard. Meeting you back then. No. It would have been awful. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I wouldn't want to meet me either. Okay. So you were a past hole. Or you are a a total past hole. (laughs) I like this. A t shirt. Can we trademark this? Yeah. Past hole. I'm such a past hole. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think anybody. It's okay to be a past hole. (laughs) Is anyone going to want to wear that t shirt? I'll wear that t shirt. Okay. All right. Sorry, moving on. As my belief in the LDS church's teachings fell away, I questioned my beliefs in everything. Mm, Wow. You know what? I did the same thing. I wasn't thinking about the whole is gay right or wrong until I was backing away from the church and being like, oh my. My gosh, I don't think this is correct. Like, there's so many things wrong here. And I'd been so sure that being gay was evil, wicked, blah, 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 that that was one of the first things that then went into my mind. Like, fuck, are they wrong on that too? Yeah. And then it was like, suddenly I was meeting gay people and they weren't just out to have rampant sex with everyone they meet. And they weren't out to destroy the traditional marriage. And they actually loved, like, love. That was when I had the experience of those the two lesbians in front of me at the airport. Yeah. Um, I'm not exactly sure how the LGBTQ community could destroy traditional marriage. I mean, it's not like we're saying because we want to get married, now you can't. You heterosexuals are no longer allowed to get married. Like, how do we destroy it? I think it's the whole idea that we recruit. 
You know, I guess because (laughs) what I do in my relationship with you doesn't affect any straight people. I'm going door to door to make you gay. (laughs) (laughs) I hope they call me on a mission. It's church song. Oh, God. Sorry. (laughs) A mission to make gays. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Do you remember at that Utah meet and greet when I said, raise your hand if you learned how to love when you left the Mormon church. Yeah. Remember all the hands going up? Most hands. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's so true. That it, that was definitely my experience. I am a past hole. I <laughs> was that way. I'm not now. I'm yeah. getting better. I'm not perfect. Because it's not very loving, the Mormon no. church. No, no, no. Mm-mm. It's not. And the more you are judging others, the more you feel that you are right, the easier it is to judge more people because you're in this exclusive club of people who know what God wants, and that makes you elevated. Yeah. It's that whole hierarchical bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, um, let me back up a sentence. As my belief in the LDS Church's teachings fell away, I questioned my beliefs in everything. What is true? What is right? Who gets to make the rules? Maybe there are no rules. My views began to change. Who am I to say that someone wasn't born that way? How do I know? How does anyone know? Wouldn't that person be the best judge of who they are attracted to and who they love? Who am I to dictate to them what's right and wrong? Why should any institution condemn them? Wouldn't Jesus simply want us to love everyone? Isn't that really what matters after all? Whether we believe in God and Jesus or not, shouldn't we just live and let live? Shouldn't we allow others the same rights to happiness that we want for ourselves? For the first time in my life, I was able to experience true empathy for those who were gay. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, this is amazing. Yeah, I love it so much. There's more. Okay. As I began to navigate new social circles, I met new people. One young man in his early 20s came to a weekly meetup group for those who had left the church. He was gay. His parents had essentially disowned him. He recounted how he had attempted suicide twice. And his roommates, who were all single LDS men, had kicked him out of their condo after he confided in them that they were gay. I hate that. It's like you tell your roommates you're gay and suddenly they're like, fag is going to come on to me. You know, like just because we're gay doesn't mean that we're attracted to everyone that's our same sex. Mm -hmm. Like, get over yourself. Yeah, it's like saying that all heterosexual people are attracted to every other heterosexual person. Yeah. (laughs) That doesn't work that way, people. (laughs) Idiots. His boss at work had just recently also been made his bishop, so now he feared for his employment. I felt so bad for him. I got his number and texted him some info for support groups that I had heard through the podcasts I listened to. He only came to our group a few times, so I followed up with him several months later via text. He had a new boyfriend, and things seemed to be better for him, and I was happy for him. This is something I would have never done previously. So he was treating this guy like a human, like a human being. Yeah. Concerned Mm -hmm. for him and happy finding out that he was happy. I love it. Most Mormons would be like, oh, he's still gay. Uh, We'll we'll pray for him. Let's keep our children away from him. Right? Yeah. My faith transition has caused me to question everything. You know what? I wonder if that's why I get so excited when I hear that someone's leaving the church. Yeah. Because I know their world is going to open up and they're going to love better than they have ever loved before. Yeah. It's true. You can't judge and love at the same time. Yeah. They're going to learn compassion and empathy. Mm -hmm. Like Glenn. I know. It's fantastic. I want everyone to leave. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's our mission. (laughs) That is our mission. Mm -hmm. And we choose to accept (laughs) it. For sure we do. (laughs) My faith transition has caused me to question everything. I think I said that already, but I'm saying it again. It has caused me to see that my previous way of thinking with regards to the LGBTQ community was hateful and wrong. 
I'm ashamed of how narrow-minded I was. Over the past few years, I've admitted to my wife and to my children that I was wrong. I recognize that my previous way of thinking is part of the problem in a society that divides us. My children now know that I'll love and support them no matter who they love. I've told them that. I've donated a little money to Encircle, which is a group home, a safe place for the LGBTQ community in Provo, Utah. I took my family to the Love Loud Festival in Salt Lake City and took the bold step of posting the pictures on my Facebook page. Wow. Just this year during Pride Month, I took an even bolder step and I added a rainbow frame to my Facebook profile picture. Wow. Yeah. Some may ask why I consider that a bold step. Because I think silence is deadly. I think there may be people out there who are sympathetic to the LGBT community, but out of fear, feel they cannot openly show support. They may fear what family, friends, and colleagues might think. And if people do not openly show support, then it contributes to the feeling that there is no support. And I think that is harmful. I applaud that. I think that's that's right. And, you know, as a heterosexual guy, you might take a risk putting a rainbow frame around your face. You might think, well, people might think I'm gay mistakenly. But, you know, he's saying, who cares? I want to support this group. Yeah. I don't care what anybody thinks. Yeah, silently supporting someone doesn't do much. Yeah. Because nobody knows that you're supporting them. Yeah, it's a real good point. Yeah, good for you, Glenn. Okay, a little bit more here. To conclude, I know that I'm not by any means a role model as a supporter of the LGBTQ community. I'm sure there is still so much more I could do. I'm just a middle-class dad trying to get by in life. But my journey has caused me to see things from a different perspective a perspective that I was blind to previously. My children now know that I will love them no matter what, and they also express their acceptance and support of their friends who are gay or bisexual. Maybe this letter can give hope to those who also have family members or friends who are not currently supportive of their way of life. I do believe people can change. I changed. I hope that more people will have a change of heart as I have and change from being an asshole to becoming an ally. Love your podcast. Keep up the amazing work. Best regards, Glenn B. Aw, Glenn, that that was a fantastic Wasn't letter. Wasn't that so great? Yeah, that is really great. It kind of gives me hope. Like, this is straight, white, conservative Mormon man. Yeah. Which is kind of the worst. <laughs> uh, not all. You know, I'm, not, I'm trying not to heap everyone, but this is kind of, this, this is common. Mm-hmm. To become an ally, like that's just amazing and beautiful. And I'm going to point out again that how that happened was that he left the church. Yeah, that's true. I'm curious. Um, I'm sure there's a lot more to it. He didn't really go into how his family took it, and mm-hmm. you know, he had to tell his immediate family what the situation was. To- yeah, Glenn, we need a part two. Yeah, how'd that go over mm-hmm. when you started telling people that you had left the church, or you at least you didn't want to go to church anymore? And I'm sure that was a process. You don't leave the next day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there is more to this story, mm-hmm. and I'm curious about that. Mm-hmm. But thank you so much for writing in. What Loved an it. amazing letter. I know. It makes me feel good. Yeah. I want more of those. I, I don't, don't be afraid to write in and say that you sucked. <laughs> yeah, and Shelly might continue to call you an asshole. Mm, past hole. <laughs> past hole, mm-hmm. exactly. So for all the past holes out there, get out your pen and paper or your laptop <laughs> uh-huh. and write us. Tell us about your past holeness. <laughs> past holeness? Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it. <laughs> and as a reminder, if you would like to send us a letter, we sure hope you do. Mm-hmm. Visit latterdaylesbian.org slash contact yep. and get in touch. This comes out this week, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, one more thing. We're going to be in Phoenix this weekend. This is our last chance to announce. Oh, right. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so come and see us at the Phoenix Rainbow Festival. We got our booth number. It's oh, yeah? Boo- yeah, we did. It's booth number A26. Ooh, I hope that's good placement. I mean, I don't know. I haven't even looked at the map yet. <laughs> and um, if it's not by the beer, hopefully you all will bring us some. Uh, again, the Rainbow Festival is this Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Come see us. Also, Friday night, this Friday night, we are going to be hosting a meet and greet. I'm not going to say hosting. That means like it's our place and it's not. We haven't even called them to reserve anything. You just No, show we're not up. reserving shit. I'm just saying this is where we will be drinking. <laughs> so come on by and say hello. It's going to be at 6 p.m. this Friday at The Deuce. The Deuce. The Deuce. It's D-U-C-E, I think. Yeah, I think um, that's And right. I've also posted on social media. I'll do that again. So this Friday at The Deuce, 6 p.m. And then Saturday and Sunday, booth number A26 at the Phoenix Rainbow Festival is going to be at Heritage Square Park at 115 North 6th Street in Phoenix. Festival hours are 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. All right. We hope to see you there. I'm kind of excited. That's great. Phoenix is cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. That will wrap up this letters episode. Thanks for the letters Mm -hmm. uh, once again. And we will talk to you again real soon. Hope to see everybody in Phoenix. Yep. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.